This is Wednesday, January 3rd. Never wonder if we get what we deserve? If the bad things happening to you are the result of things you have done? This sounds like a natural response for us as human beings, and it takes the grace of God at work in us to show us, well, this isn't the case. This week of getting a new start on the year, we're looking at our heart, our inner attitudes, our beliefs, and seeing how much they shape the way we see and live our lives. All of us come into life shaped by our families and how things worked out there. It wasn't until I was married and had the loving input of someone outside myself on a regular basis that I could begin to see the attitudes and perspectives that I'd walked away from childhood carrying with me. These attitudes I continue to contend with today with a little more self-awareness. And I want to go over to our scripture text for today. This is John chapter 9, verse 1 to 6. As he, that's Jesus, went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. That word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. Now this is a wonderful miracle of Jesus. In Jesus' interaction with his disciples, we can see what the prevailing thought of the people was at the time. What they believed was that birth defects, like blindness, were the result of God punishing people for their sins. Most likely since this man was born blind, his parents must have sinned in some way. They had, he had to deserve this. This poor man was living with the result, with the punishment for something his parents have done. Of course, this was cruel and wrong. But how often do our thoughts turn there when we become sick or when we're struggling? I once had a woman come to me and tell me she had breast cancer. She had been a teacher. She had been to a teacher who told her that her cancer was the result of animosity between her and her mother. This lie that tore away at that woman's faith also placed the blame for her condition squarely on her. I wish I could have had a few minutes with that teacher. But there are plenty of people who believe this and teachers teaching this stuff even now. Now Jesus' disciples ask whose fault the man's blindness is. First, no more often than not, fault-finding is not helpful for hurting people. It doesn't heal or restore hope. But second, it just was not true. Notice what Jesus says in response. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. What can we learn from Jesus' words? Well, first we see that God is sovereign. That is, God has all power. That means that for this man, and we along with him, 
Our lives are under the direction of our all-powerful and all-loving God. That man is not a victim of someone else's sin, and we aren't either. Instead, he is, along with each of us, one in whom the glory and grace of God is on display. I'm not sure if we get this. Our lives, even for those of us with cancer or blindness, signal the goodness and grace of God. I remember reading the words of Oliver Sacks. He's a Jewish pathologist who went about studying unusual cases of illness. One such person he visited was a physician who lived in Canada. That doctor had Tourette's disease. It's a neurological disorder that often causes tics in people. They may randomly touch things or blurt out inappropriate words. And as Sachs described this man, he had these awful tics. He could not avoid touching things around him. It was more than nervous energy. It seemed like a severe lack of control and tact. But he noticed that this man, as strange as he seemed, had such tender care for his patients. And while performing surgery, his random touching disappeared entirely. Sachs marveled at how such a man could finish medical school and have such a productive medical practice as a surgeon. At times like this, we can see the glory in the brokenness, the beauty in the midst of the mess. This man was a living demonstration, an illustration of overcoming. And this is how God has designed each one of us in our broken world, to reveal his glory as made in the image of God and reflecting God's beauty. Of course, we, like the blind man, can allow our disabilities to stifle our lives and to keep us from really living. But God has purposed that even there, his glory will shine through our weakness. Jesus, seeing the man trapped in his blindness, healed him and sent him forth into a new life. But even then, the question seemed to hang over him. It takes trust in God's ways to overcome these false beliefs and come to see that God crafted our lives, has given us life to show forth his glory. This is an opportunity that each of us have as we go into the new year, not to play the victim or feel like the victim or be the victim, but to be the one that trusts that God is working through us just as we are. Let's pray. Father God, we rejoice in your faithful love. You work through our brokenness and redeem us to show forth your glory and grace in the world. Help us to trust you and to see ourselves as you see us. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.